Welcome back to another episode of Yes, Dinosaurs Are Extinct. Now, how can we get rid of these homosexuals? Woo! What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, and you are rocking with none other than John, the John Effect, the Brolivia Pope, the Cheekbone Jones, all that good shit. Sit back, relax, listen to the flip, enjoy the show, tweet, and all that good shit. All right, y'all. Guys, welcome to 2023's first episode of Gay Side Stories Reimagined. I am one half of this operation. I am John Salvatore Mackey, and I am joined by my ace boom crew, my partner in crime, the one, the only. (laughs) This is Rain Coma. Coma? Wow. Ray ah. Coleman. Coleman waking up from a coma, it feel like. I'm I'm happy to be back. <laughs> we are here. So we didn't get we didn't go on winter break. We're mm-hmm. here. You, you caught us at the end of last year. We're back for this new issue. We had our break um in the fall, but we are back. All cylinders. We are ready to get to the business. Um we, I want to say this before we really kick off the show. We appreciate all of our listeners. We appreciate everyone that, you know, tunes in and checks us out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I say this to, you know, our straight male counterparts. We want you to enjoy this program as if you would enjoy any other podcast. We're not here to, you know, make you uncomfortable. We're not here necessarily trying to put our foot on your neck unless it's needed. It's I think it's good to hear different perspectives within our communities because we are, again, all a part of one community. And I feel like sometimes, you know, not necessarily, but sometimes, sometimes. (laughs) You know, straight men, black straight men, Latin straight men, sometimes are like a little apprehensive when it comes to listening to something that is maybe outside of their comfort level. But let me just say this: Rain and I, we are pair of niggas. We, we just, my thing is, niggas gonna be niggas gonna be niggas, whether they're straight, gay, pansexual, bisexual, whatever. Like. Come for the content, stay for the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say? What, what would you like to add to that, sir? I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I think um, in this day and age of every other five minutes is, can men and women truly be friends? Like, you want to shake that shit up? Listen to some gay niggas. Listen to some lesbians. Like, listen to some shit that ain't that same constant back and forth. Right. I know y'all get tired of hearing this shit. I get tired of hearing this shit. I so, get tired of hearing it. Shit. Would you rather have a gay son or a thought daughter? Both. I don't Give want me both. No kids. Fuck them Give kids. Me. I want kids. Oh no, myself. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> the fuck them kids. Yeah, no, but switch up your fucking listening sometimes. God damn. Shit. Because I promise you, we are the place to be. Like, mm-hmm. they don't get no they don't get no hotter than when it is gay side stories we imagine. So for regular listeners of the show, don't skip over gay side stories. It's every month. It is the second to last <laughs> Tuesday of every month with these two dynamic brother husbands of Mr. Louis hey, Delac. Listen, yes. <laughs> so let, let, yes. Let's let a little ice break before we get into things. So I know that you're a Jonathan Majors. Yes. On a scale of one to five, how excited are you for Ant-Man and the Quantum Yep, 11. Okay. All day. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I just thought about it. It's literally next month. Yes, my body is ready. I'm curious to... What the post and end credit scene will give us? Do you this think there are going to be any Easter eggs or any inklings or 
hard references to the Fantastic Four. I would hope so. I would hope so. And even if not to the Fantastic Four, to something a little bit more cosmic. Um, right. Because to be quite honest, I am thoroughly in love with Jonathan Majors. But that aside, right. this, the more I think about it, Ant-Man is really a, um, like a must-see movie. Like, so I feel like with the first Ant-Man, when we got that post credit scene, because a lot of people were shitting on Ant-Man and the character, mm-hmm. just completely missed that Thanos snap that happened, like that set the tone to the shit we will get later. Mm-hmm. I think that having Jonathan Majors, uh, Michelle, oh, Michelle would eat, her old ass still eats. Um, Paul Rudd is the one. But here's the thing. They make her look older for this movie because she was on something. I'm like, damn, she looks good as fuck still. Yes, yes. And I agree. I I do agree that she in the trailer, she looks a little rough, a little worse for wear. But I'm like, I I grew up looking at her in that damn cat suit. You can't make that's one white woman. You can't make that woman be uh, none other than Selena Kyle in my eyes. So, right. (laughs) So I'm ex- I'm I'm excited, but I do think that Ant Man. This is going to lend Ant Man a level of prestige that I think he wasn't afforded in the beginning. Agreed. Um, as just this jokey character, but like his power set is actually quite interesting. Like nigga, to change the mass of you, but, but whatever. I want to go there, but I think this is going to be a good kickoff for phase five and i truly feel like whatever end credit scenes we get they have you have to come correct this is the beginning of a new phase you can't give me no bullshit as you know superman flash foot race no shade to dc but like you got to give us something come harder this won't be easy right don't doubt yourself i'm just curious because this announcement for the Fantastic Four has been mm-hmm. out for what two or three years? Going maybe on full coming over four. You sound I think so, yeah. We don't have a cast or they've not released the cast. Right, when right. are y'all gonna go into filming? Because doesn't the movie come out in 2025? I think so. I truly hope that Kevin is already filming and we just don't know. I and I say that because I'm sick and tired of every time a trailer pops up. Here's 462 things you missed out of the Sailor Moon trailer. Like, bitch, this shit just dropped like a minute ago. Right. So I'm hoping, I doubt it, but I'm hoping that they're already filming and we just don't know. <laughs> but I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't, I, I will say I am very excited for Ant-Man 3. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed one and I definitely enjoyed two. Mm-hmm. I, I will say they are paying homage to Janet Van Dyne's uh, portrayal of the Wasp from the comic mm-hmm. with the shortcut. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't understand the choice of wigs in the first one. Bruh. I'm always like, how does how does this advance the storyline where the actress can't wear her normal hair? But mm-hmm. that's just, that's the nitpicker in me. But so, where are we going first? Are we going to fan cast? Are we going to go into our new segment that we are debuting on this episode? What are we doing, sir? I said, make them wait. Let's go into a fan cast. All right, fan cast. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I don't know. I bombed last time. So I'll. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You did not. Bomb. Let, let, let me say this, and I don't yeah. want you to think that you bombed. You didn't bomb. I just, the Rugrats, it was something I watched. It just yeah. wasn't something <laughs> I enjoyed. It was just, it was just there to occupy yeah. time and space. Like, That's fair. I didn't care for the show, but the fact that you gave that to me, you didn't bomb. It's just, Bruh. I didn't, it, it was my least favorite show as a of that three. We'll see. We can only go up from there then, hopefully. Again, no, I... you did not you did not bomb. Like I want you to re- get that out your head. You did not bomb. Bruh, I'm job. teasing, man. I just don't the rug rush is like, Yeah, no, I get it. Them wap head ass little babies. Man, um that's holding big ass heads. <laughs> man say because yeah Tommy is oh, that lumpy head nigga. Um okay 
So I'm of a few different minds. I got a few okay. different choices here, but I want to go with this one. I'm, I'm I'm afraid it's a little too obvious, but I still want to know okay. your picks. But I so I think though it is a little bit too soon, I'm going to go with Interview with a Vampire, the 2022 remake. Though that is a remake, I would like to know if you had your hands on it. Are you absolutely satisfied with the cast? Or is there anything else that you would do differently with our main five or four slash five? Okay. This is good. I don't think it's too soon because I am obsessed with Interview with the Vampire television show. Let me tell you this. (laughs) I want to say I'm on my fourth rewatch. I think I'm on episode five right now okay. probably rewatch it again so this is difficult because the chemistry mm, of jacob anderson and mm-hmm. sam reed that type of lightning does not strike twice i'm sorry mm-hmm. it just does not yeah um, man ooh let's see I I I can't I can't I'm sorry and this isn't a, <laughs> I can't they are good. this because these actors are doing the damn thing I could not see or put anyone else in these roles now That's the only good. person I would recast is Claudia really the actress I just I she irritated me. Oh, no. First, like, I want to say, I didn't turn the other cheek for Claudia until, like, episode seven or eight. I don't know. It's just Damn. something about the actress. I just, I don't no. know. I just, oh, I don't what? hate it, but it's just, like, I don't like it either. Damn, I love Claudia. I will say it took me a minute to get accustomed to the way she spoke. That 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 was what was I did not like the mm-hmm. act. Mm, I did not that that turned me off. I'm like I can't. Yeah, that that took me a couple episodes to like really get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have uh, Kristen's character from the movie to bounce it off of because I still haven't rewatched the movie. Um, shit. Well, other choice I think you and Jackie may have done this one um well I'll just keep it like comic nerd related okay. um no, I, whatever you want to do I'm good with I just no no so I just can't recap I cannot you see it imagine. is so no I'm, I'm with you because I was thinking to myself it's, it's chef's kiss the writing the cinematography the mm-hmm. acting the chemistry just this the small nuances yeah you watch it after you already know what's happening, you get a different insight. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you there because I, I I like even Claudia. That's my that's my girl. I love her. But but I feel I feel the same way because I couldn't really come up with anyone else to um I could possibly recast um what's that nigga? Rashid. But now, even with him. Either, yeah, Rashid and I don't know, Rashid, I just I I I mean, he's probably I, the only one for me, yeah. Rashid, and maybe even Malloy. Mm, okay. mm. I would I, have liked Malloy to have been a little younger because in the in the um, movie mm-hmm. he was twenty five. Damn. Okay. He was played by Christian Slater in the movie. Okay. 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 Um. Okay. So then, yeah, let's let's pivot. Let's um, ah, we're gonna go with. I don't think we've done this one, but uh, SVU. Oh SVU. shit! So we're going. To, okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about, talk, <laughs> Okay, who am I casting for SVU? So uh, Benson Stabler, Tutuola Munch, um. Cragen and none other than our uh, queer icon. I'm going to butcher his name, Huang. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. No, you said it right. You said it. Okay. okay. <laughs> now this I'm here for. So 
for Detective Stabler. I am okay. Detective, I always have a short list. Detective Stabler, I think Jeremy Sisto would body Detective mm. um, for Benson. Hmm. I'm going to go with Charisma Carpenter of Buffy and Angel fame. Mm, okay. Benson, because I would love to see her. I feel like she has the range, but she hasn't got to show it. So I would put her as Benson. For Tutu Wola. I'm going to put Donald Faison as Tutu Wola. Really? Okay. Because he's a New York nigga, and I think mm -hmm. he hasn't had a chance to play that type of role. So I would like to see him as that. Yeah. For Reagan, okay. I want hmm for Captain Cragen. I want Billy Bob Thornton as Captain Cragen. That feels very perfect. That like that. I I feel like that. Now for Special Agent Wong. Um, yes. <laughs> I want to see Jordan Calloway um, as Special Agent Wong. And his daddy is Black and his mama is Chinese, Mandarin, Vietnamese, Asian, whatever his background mm -hmm. is. So that is who I would want to see Okay, yeah. now now is he still queer? That's <laughs> that one, because you know Jordan. <laughs> I think because I think I think Jordan is a devout Christian, which don't mean he don't oh, play hide probably. the sausage uh, with men. I oh. want to say for this iteration, I want to make long <laughs> pansexual. What was <laughs> the sausage? I can see that. I can see that. And I think even with him being Christian, that particular role doesn't really lend itself to like, I'm fucking my partner on screen. You know, right. it's a lot. So I could see that. I could definitely see that. Mm, okay. Let's find out. Uh, SVU uh, variants. I like this. I, 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 I am so pleased that you gave me that because <laughs> that, you, you know, that's one of my favorite shows. So I actually got my idea for this one. So if you guys don't know, since we were just talking about interview with the vampire, um, Mr. Coleman, of course, you know, he does 7 million review shows. Uh. And I recently did a re-listen to the two that he had for interview with the vampire. And you had made a reference about what I'm about to go into next. And oh, I shit. just saw you do a TikTok video when you were talking about um, this movie. So, you have full interpretation. Take everything you need. I want you to recast or fan cast the 1996 screen. I want mm. you to cast Sidney Prescott, Gail Weathers, Deputy Dewey Riley, Billy Loomis, and Tatum Riley. Oh shit, nigga. Mm. Okay. Okay, hold up. Cause I I'd recast all these niggas. Um run them down here. We got Sydney. Sydney Gale, Dewey, the big three. Yeah. Billy, Stu, and Tatum. Billy, Stu, and Tatum. Okay, bet, bet, bet. All right, scream. Ah, okay. Let me let me hold off on Sydney. That's my girl. Uh, for Gail, and this may be surprising, maybe not. I immediately want Laverne Cox. What she's doing I can on see E, it. I see look, it. I see it. Look, I, see I it. want it. She has been killing it with these interviews on E. I watch a lot of them on TikTok. She already is a big presence, both physically and like with personality. I want her. I want to see her be this bitchy of a character. 
Um, she could play a cis woman if she'd prefer, or she could be trans in this iteration. I don't care either way, but I want Laverne Cox. I'm here for, for Dewey. For Dewey, I want who? Who could play opposite Laverne? God damn. Um, for Dewey. I would actually, and this may seem, this may seem a bit odd, but I, I like him. I like him in everything that I've seen him in. I would want Method Man to be, um, I would want to see him be doing like what, like. I okay, hold that. on. So I just okay, I like this casting. I just can't see Method Man getting knifed up the way that Stewie got knifed up, or Dewey got but knifed see, up. But that's see, but that's why I would want to, because when I've seen, I've seen him in How High, I've seen him in Luke Cage, I've seen him in more That's in a big that, nigga, though. That's but but still, I, like, I feel like if, one, if he's, you, he gotta do, like, double duty, because not that a tall woman can't be with a short, smaller guy, but there has to be that balance. If I'm gonna play him against Laverne, and if I'm, I I just I can't. There got to be some sort of some sort of balance. But even further, I I want to see him play that. Like it's like the way that I like to see people who are just strictly comedic actors be in more serious roles. Yeah, is how I I, I get it. uh, Yeah, but I'm I I think there's a valid critique. But I want it. I I'm here for it. But I think (laughs) the reason I say that is because. A lot of these men, male characters in the screen franchise are all like twink aesthetics. Like mm-hmm. none of them, with the exception, maybe, maybe the exception of Cuba Gooden Jr.'s son, a lot of mm. them are like not even 150 pounds. So wet. I just can't see no six foot, 200 plus nigga getting, hey, getting knifed down by Ghostface and not being able to hold his own. And Listen, that that's just we me. gonna have to amp up the the violence. Then we are gonna have to amp it up a little bit more to make it believable. But I want a motherfucker right. with a machete to gut this nigga. Then okay, that's dude. what I want. Okay. <laughs> um, let me see. So then we got uh, Billy and Stu. Billy and Stu. Billy and Stu. Um, homosexuals. Yes, that's exactly. I was thinking these queers. Um. I want to go. Oh, fuck. This is a really good uh, fucking selection, John. What the fuck? Um, I want to go. Do I want to go? At this point, everybody going to be like 6'5 <laughs> in this small town getting fucked up together. Um, I would say, what is that nigga? God damn. Um and I see I hate picking these guys who have um who are like African, not because I don't want to cast them, but I don't like butchering names. Right, right. I hate that. Um and for Stu, I wanna go with Kofi Syrup. I feel like I'm is oh, am I saying that right, John? Kofi right. I know who you're talking about. Perfect. I want to go with him. I want to go I with him. It. Um, there is this gif of him floating around where it is like pitch black and like he has this blue light on his face and this grills in where it almost looks like he's a vampire. That uh-huh. has stuck with me more so than any of his acting. I want to see him deranged with that look at his face in this movie. Um, and he's like 6'2", so he's tall as shit too. Uh, for Billy though, let's pair Billy and Sydney. Ah. Uh... Actually, with Sydney, I would want. I want to go with Grace from Interview with a Vampire, but. Oh, okay. I don't know. See, all right. All thinking, right. Because I feel like Hunter she has Lisa, the range. Uh, stunt double. Condolence. <laughs> no, truly. Truly. Uh, Kaylin Coleman is her name. I want to go with her because I feel I like. like she could carry a franchise if we had to like start over and with this, you know, as a canon casting, I think she could truly and I, I like think it. her yeah, I'm I'm with her. So I'ma just I'm gonna lock her in as my Sydney. Uh I, I, I love that. 
I love that. Ooh. Oh man. Okay. Um, let's see. And for Billy, 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 I feel like I'm cheating. No, I don't do that. I <clears throat> what I'm trying to do is, and it's oh, let me not. I'm be very, very particular about what I say. <laughs> I there's not too many exceptionally attractive white men that are acting in Hollywood. I personally feel, and uh-huh. I think Skeet is an attractive man. That's a good looking white man, and I think Sam Reed is also. But I don't want to default to either one of them because I feel like that's cheating. Like try harder. <laughs> don't don't default to them. But I think that. Billy has to be like exceptionally attractive. Um, damn, <sighs> this is the one that's gonna fuck me up because I I want to keep him white. Um, but you know what? No, fuck that. I'm not gonna make him white. I want Louis Tan. Louis Tan was in um an episode of Iron Fist. I yes. what did he do? Did he do into? Into the border badlands. What the fuck has he done? But he is a tall mixed race. He's white and I want to say he's white and Chinese. Yeah, I, I could have that wrong. Um, but that motherfucker right there, he when there when Iron Fist was out, I was like, this nigga should have been Iron Fist. I would like to see what him um and Kofi could do together with this murder and shit. So yeah, I'm locking it in, Lewis Tan. And then for Tatum, this bitch. Um Let's go. Let's go a little different. Let's do. (laughs) I want to do. No, because I'm running through my mind a lot of different people. I'm I'm putting them for different reasons. Like folks who are recording artists and everything. No, nobody is even truly just an actor. Um, (laughs) I was going to say Ariana Grande. Which makes no sense. Um, let's do for Tatum. Let me have um shit. What's homegirl name? Um, what the fuck is that girl name? Uh, Jawbreaker. Um, uh, Charm, big head girl. She got like a Rose circle. Yes, God. No, oh fuck. But do I know? Never mind. When she said her name. No, 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 no. Um, hold up, wait, because I got a lot of shit going on at once. Um, fuck, that's not. I was thinking the chick who she replaced. What the fuck is her name? Who did Dan and Doherty? Fuck yes, God damn. You think I'd fucking Google? But no, I would want her because I feel like that is one of the white women, and I I keep saying okay, white people. She's one of the white women where, um. To me, she has a commanding presence. Yeah, there's a lot of drama behind Charm. She's the asshole. This is this, whatever. That's fine. But that motherfucker right there, I don't know if she's the bitch behind the scenes. But I every time I, don't I watch, think she, I don't think she is because she's really good friends with Sarah Michelle Geller. And I feel look, like if she was really a bitch, Sarah I Michelle like, Geller won't fuck with her like that unless Sarah Michelle Geller behind the scenes a bitch, bitch. and that's why they click up. No. <laughs> But I, I I distinctively remember there being a lot of rumors about her. I'd watched Charm, but I wasn't a Charm stan. And so for me, I was just taking in what people were saying. But I never disliked that woman. I never disliked that character. Um, and I don't know if maybe me as a child, I saw her as more attractive than her sisters. Maybe that factored in. But either way, she imprinted on me. And I want her ass in there. Um, it, I want that in there. Canon. Give me that token like white that. girl. Like so, that. yes. It took a while, but I got it. <laughs> so, okay. So, our, because you know, Tatum and Dewey are brother and sister. So, listen, are whatever. We gonna say, are whatever they adopted makes sense. siblings? Or Fuck what? that. Nope. Their daddy was a Rolling Stone. Okay. That, that's what it was. Or shit, they was both fucking, I don't know, goddamn the orphans. Or they both grew up in this foster system together. Or shit. You know how like black it. folks do. They adopt. We adopt the family. I got a whole two sets of God God family that ain't no blood between us. <laughs> I, can <laughs> so, 
I can so see yes, it. and set this shit in Detroit. <laughs> the fuck that'll make I'm it work. Set this in the Detroit. Yes. Damn. I think that was a primo casting. Kudos to you, my friend. I want to so, see. So, as I mentioned at the top of the show, <laughs> we are introducing a new segment. We're gonna play around with this a little bit. Fuck Mary Kill will be back next month, but this month we are introducing. Lord, is he cute? Nice <laughs> man. So I'm going to present Rain with three gentlemen and Rain myself with three gentlemen. Kick <laughs> things off. Um, I love a good theme. So our okay. first contender. Kendrick Sampson. Is he cute uh, or is he just light skin? Oh, this is a good one because that is a very valid question. Um, I I find him to be very attractive. Um I feel like in this instance, I'm gonna go with he is cute. He has a nice smile, pretty teeth. Eyes is equal distance apart. He is conventionally ah! attractive. Okay. He has pretty good skin. Um, everything that I've seen him in, he's played a black person, but like from how to get away with murder yeah. to uh insecure, he's still there's there hasn't been a time where I was like, Oh, he looked kind of rough. What the fuck is going on here? So I, I'm gonna go with he he is attractive. And he happens to also be like, <laughs> all right, ding, ding, ding. All right, next up, Jesse Williams, actor and activist. Is he cute or is he just like, there? I okay, same answer for me because I have never looked at him and was like, ugh. I've okay. always been attracted to this man, even after the scandal with his wife, because he's a cheater, right? Like, then he cheated on yeah. his wife. Um, that didn't change his attractiveness to me. He is a person, though, who I feel like I you could catch him slipping. Not that he'd be hideous, but like, I was. Well, no, because I've even seen him out being an activist and protesting and still like, shit, let's fuck. Like, clear okay. all this out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with attractive. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with attractive. All right. And rounding out this bevy of light colored actors. What is this? Michael Ely? Is he cute or is he light skinned? Now, what was. Okay. Um. I, I'm going to go with he's light skin because <laughs> though, though I find him attractive, I remember watching Barbershop and I was like, there's something about this face that does not sit well with me. Okay. I remember like watching that and, and it was like, I get all the pieces of there. You're light skin, you have light eyes, you have a pretty decent frame. But I remember watching it and I was like, something, something isn't clicking for me. And at that time, I was in my colorism era. So, like, that was huge. So, no, I'm going to go with he's just like skin. Even though I do find him attractive now, the very fact that I had that doubt initially, I'm going to go with he's like skin. All right. So, guys, we're going to freshen up these cocktails, and we're going to come back. And Rain is going to give me my choices. And then we are going to get into topics, toppings, and tops. So we will catch you guys in a few. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back. And in the immortal words of Precious, I want me a light-skinned boyfriend with green eyes and good hair. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, man. You um, Are you ready for your... <laughs> I, I am nervous. I have been nervous about this since we announced, or since you and I were talking about it. And I think it was a great segue from Jackie and I closing out, you know, 2022. Mm -hmm. And we kind of broke down, you know, our dealings with, you know, light skinned men and everything yeah. and a resurgence of, you know, me <laughs> coming back into the fold and finding them attractive. Because for a minute, I was like, you know what? 
Yeah, but I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Um, I'm gonna knock this first one, get this on out the way, uh, for obvious reasons once you hear it. But number one is Michael Ewing. <sighs> Bruh, when you I... when you said it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I okay, you know how on paper things sound great and then like the realization of it, it may be not, it may not translate. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the features are there, but mm-hmm. for me, they don't translate. Do I think he's unattractive? By no means, I think he's unattractive. Right, right, right. I, right. I don't think that. I don't know. Like, there's to me, there's nothing special that jumps out mm. to me. I mean, he's got a, he's got great bone structure, mm-hmm. um, but. It's just to me, I always think of if you can look good no matter what complexion you are, mm-hmm. that is a true testament of you being a good looking person. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I I couldn't see him dark skin. I just couldn't. Mm, that's fair. And that's fair. I I'm like, in this sense, I'm gonna have to go with like you, he's just light skin. Mm, okay, that's fair, man. When you said that, I was looking right in my list, like, what this nigga? Okay, <laughs> um, he's not bad looking, but I no, I just not don't at all. Think he has to me, mm-hmm. and again, this segment is going to be our preferences because there are there are a group of women and gay men that go up for him, and you know, there are a group that's like, you know, he looks a little worn and torn. Because oh um, even back in bar the barbershop days, to me. He didn't look that. He looked a little, you know. He looked a little, a little around the blockish, but you know. I'm just saying. what? He didn't look. He didn't look fresh faced to me. Oh my god! But you know, back in what late nineties, two thousands, that you ain't need to be. You just need them green eyes and good hair. Uh- yeah, you're right about that, my guy. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, so our next one is uh, none other than. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, um, Jacob Anderson. Have you heard of him, nigga? I <laughs> Jacob. Okay, that is a beautiful man. Listen. That Listen. is, he could be light skinned He could be as dark as the midnight sun or midnight moon. That man, whether chocolate, caramel, beige. Purple, Look. he's going to be good looking. That Listen. man has the bone structure, he has the eyes, he has the hair, he just has a swagger to him. So, no, he's cute, he's a good looking man. Oof, listen, I know. <laughs> um, okay, okay, and then lastly, uh, Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore is a good looking man, Shamar Moore. Um, I, I always joke and say Shamar Moore is light skinned, but he's at the darker end of the light skin. <laughs> yes, he's what yes. that boy that you and I joke about thinks he is. Remember that nigga was like, "Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm a dark light skin." No, sir, you're black. <laughs> Your black ass is black. You're not a dark light skin. Shamar God. Moore, Halle Berry, those are light yeah. people that are on the darker spectrum. Shamar Moore, let me just say this because I've actually had lunch with Shamar. Um, and I've, I've said this on the show before. Pictures do mm. not do him justice. Mm. Film does not do him justice. If you see him in person, you're just like, huh? You get that's a good looking man. So good, good looking, good looking. I'm saying, and he got the right, the right kind of eyebrows too. So yes, I'm all for and it. And he, again, he could be lighter, he could be darker. He's just a good-looking man, like bald, curly cut, whatever. He's fine, fine as shit. Look, you preach it to the choir. <laughs> so I, I think our first foray into this was good. So we'll be back with this, not. In February, but March, when we come back from March, we will do this. So we're going to do this every other month or until we run out of light skinned folks, <laughs> light skinned men's. 
Yeah. Um, so our table, our, our topic, our main topic or whatever, um, we want to kind of, it, it's going to be a, not all over the place, but, you know, we want to talk about empathy. We want to talk about, you know, difficult situations. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about, you know, having grace, being cordial, being civil, knowing how to maneuver through conflicts. Um, and I want to kind of start things off with this. My whole philosophy, and this is going to age me and it's going to date me, but I don't care because it, it it rings true 30 years later. I'm a huge proponent of don't start none, hmm. won't be none. I'm cool until you do something that I'm not cool with. So I'm always going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt that their intentions are great. I mean, everybody their grace, but and I say this all the time, nine times out of 10, if I don't fuck with you, it is because you've done something that has rubbed me the wrong way and nothing petty. Like it, it has to be a legitimate reason because yeah. I just don't not, I just don't not fuck with people. When I think of, of misconceptions in some spaces is that I'm this confrontational, mm. like, bully and that's not the case because I've you know I've been bullied it's not one of those things where you you know you've been bullied you turn around and you do the same thing it's just I'm not with the shits like I don't have time for the fuck shit like be cool like don't be uncool once you cross the line and you're not cool Mm -hmm. I can't fuck with it and my thing is this I'm very in in this in this term and what we're talking about now, I'm very black or white. Either mm-hmm. I really, when I like you, I like you. I'm standing ten toes down for you. I'm, I got your back. Four flats in a Cadillac. I got your back, and I'm always gonna vote for you. Have you have my loyalty until you don't. And mm. then the flip of that is, if I don't fuck with you, I don't want you to know I don't fuck with you. I'm going to poke the bear and let you know I don't fuck with you. I don't (laughs) want there to be any ambiguity that is like, does John like me? Does John not like me? I don't want that. And then Mm. I I say this. If I don't, even if I don't see it for you, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be an asshole. So my thing is this. So if we're in a space and you know I don't care for you, I may not come out of my way to speak to you. I may just maneuver around you, but if you come up to me and you say, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, maybe it, it's because my my family has been Marylanders are like this. Etiquette is a thing. Yeah, I don't know why, especially the generations above me. But if you were to speak to me and ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to return the same thing, and it's just that it's not. Let's have small talk because I don't do the phony. I don't do the fake. I'm a straight shooter. I don't. But I'm also not cold and heartless. Like, if you're going to speak, I'm going to speak bad. But I'm not going to be the initiator of speaking. Because, again, I'm, I know how to be cordial. I know how to be civil. I know how to show empathy. I know how to have grace. Like, and another thing is, I'm not, if you're down and I don't care for you, I'm not going to celebrate you being down. I'm not going to kick you while True. you're down. And True. one thing that I've noticed, and this pisses me off, and it, I noticed it a lot more so predominantly on social media when someone passes that mm. they care for they celebrate or people mm. celebrate and they revel in the fact that someone's lost their life and I'm like that shit irks my soul because it's like someone lost a parent a child, a cousin, a father, a sister whoever that person was a role in someone else's life they've lost that and they have to deal with that and you're over here celebrating and gallivanting and you know, marching in parades because someone passed away. And to me, that is sick behavior. Mm. I don't know. Oof. Damn, John. <laughs> what the hell? Um, no, I, I agree. I um I think the the art of empathy is seems to be lost or or it's, or we're losing it in the same way that kids don't write in cursive anymore. 
Right. But when I found that shit out, it blew my mind. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm showing my age now because, like, I love writing the curse. That's some of my best penmanship. But right. yeah, I think I think we're losing empathy. Um, and it may not be across the board because I know that in social media, a lot of stuff does exist in this like particular type of bubble. But mm-hmm. it 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 also reflects society at large, even if it's not to the same scale. And I'm with you <clears throat> on the whole um, having empathy thing because you, I could definitely hate your guts and not wish you dead. Right. Um, I could despise the ground you walk on, but I could also just walk on the other side of the street. Right. And I think that's um, a lot of the social cues that we have. And when I say we, I mean the collective we of a certain age, because I feel like regardless to what socioeconomic status you are in, however you are um, raised, West Coast, East Coast, you know, mm-hmm. flower states or whatever, there is a, a subset of like our generation where before computers we was outside playing and we grew up and ran into this technological advancement where there are certain social norms that we um adhere to and there are exceptions to every rule but i do think that having this newer generation of people not have sim- as similar of an upbringing has changed the way in which people operate and the empathy uh, seems to be hurting seems to be losing um <clears throat> when it comes to um some of these younger folks or just people interacting on social media um i'm much like you in the sense that if i do not like you i don't really want to be bothered i'm not one of those people who are fake friends like oh right. i'm i hate you but i want to be your friend so i can no. see what you're doing or um jealous of your romantic partner and so and now i do think that is a valid emotion but if you can't unpack why you're jealous of your partner then i think that's a whole nother topic in and of itself but i'm Absolutely. not someone who is um vindictive either like i have folks who i've been friends with before we've either fallen out or we've grown apart and i have nothing like none of the experiences we had when we were friends need to be turned into this disgusting thing where now I'm talking shit about you. Like, cause what, you know? So um, I do think that people, at least from where I'm sitting, seem to lack that, um, like, I guess social, mm, not capital, that social awareness or that social, yeah, we lose the recipes shit, you know? So, um, I think it's unfortunate because I'm the way I look at it is much like with anything, everything builds on itself. So if we're losing this now in 2022, 2023, what does that look like in 2032, in 2033? Right. Those people who, you know, are celebrating the death of this person or being friends with you just to say y'all friends and get shit from you, but secretly they hate you. What does that grow into five, 10, 20 years from now? Like it could be a complete culture shift in a way that isn't, um, um, isn't good for society or the culture at large, depending on like which communities you're you exist in intersectionally or whatever. So, um, I think it's unfortunate, man. It is, um, because you should be able. I shouldn't know. Just using this for example, I should know that John hates Jackie. I should know that Jackie hates John. If I'm from the outside looking in. I shouldn't know that. Right. Now, if I'm diehard best friends with one of them and, you know, they're telling me this is how I feel about John, this is how I feel about Jackie, that's one thing. But, like, from from the outside looking in, this, follow me here. I'm going to take you on a journey. There is an episode of um, Desperate Housewives where Eva Longoria's character was cheating on her husband. And when his mom came to town, what she said was, you don't want to pay attention to the men she's talking to. You need to pay attention to the men she's avoiding. That's when he realized she was cheating on him with the with the landscaper guy. Ooh. And I, I, I translate that to this because it's like, I, if I don't like you and we're in a social setting, we just don't need to cross paths. Exactly. There shouldn't be this person on the outside looking in and see us standing next to each other and you can tell my body language is all off or that I'm rolling my eyes every time John opens his mouth. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm 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 with you there. I feel like the the art of empathy or at the very least mind your own goddamn business <laughs> has been lost um and is getting weaker by the day. I'll say that. I agree. 
I think in work situations, it's easier because my thing is this, and, I, and I've, I've always approached, let me, let me walk that back a little bit. I, my first year in corporate America, I made the mistake in thinking, oh, we're friends. Oh, this is, you know, going to be great. Bit me in the ass, learn the mistake. You only have to, you only have to show me once what time it is. From that, I moved to a space where it's professional at all times. You'll never need to know that I, how I feel about you because we're coworkers. There's not a space. There's no space for me to like, dislike you. It's always set for work. It's always set the level of me being indifferent. I'm just here. I'm here for me and that check. Yep. Everything else, I know how to be professional. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to be professional and I'm going to do what I need to do to keep up with appearances. I'm not worried about who doesn't like me at work. I'm not yep. worried about interpersonal relationships at work because this is work. Mm-hmm. As long as, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you have to know how to play that good old game. As long as, you know, the person that oversees me is getting a certain thing and they, they think everything is cool. Yeah. That's what, that's all that really matters. Like, as long as my direct boss is cool with what I do, I'm not oversharing. I'm going to keep it professional. But mm-hmm. I, again, I know how to play the game to do what I need to do to make sure that my back is covered. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunate that uh, that is such a huge part of, you know, existing in this uh, workspace. I know for me, I had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. that people that's very lesson that you just mentioned um because I got comfortable with people but it would never be I'm running into the job hollering and screaming and talking shit but like I one one instance in particular I I'm funny as shit I don't give a fuck what none of y'all niggas say Oh I'm no no this hell. man is funny so, <laughs> Ray Coleman Delon <laughs> is funny as fuck Yes indeed but I that I, I realized that though that is a pro for me, it can become a con really quickly when it's um, somebody has something against me or they're upset at me or even if it is truly my performance is off or whatever. That's always the default go to oh, where you're joking about this, this and that. Well, ma'am, when I worked at McDonald's, I can tell a joke and flip a burger. When I worked in retail, I can tell a joke and fold a shirt. When I worked in corporate and I worked for like healthcare and stuff, I can tell a joke and also quote you this health insurance premium. Like it's not, so I've learned, I think I maybe took a more scenic route of the lesson that you learned maybe a little bit sooner than me, but to mitigate who I give myself to and who I give my my time and talents to. Because like you said, when I come in, it's work and that's that. I'm giving everybody the hello, how you doing? I'm sitting down, I'm getting my work done. Um, and a lot of people can't take that. And I don't know if it's just like microaggressions or being of color in an, in an office with predominantly yeah. white people, but it's, it's, it's so wild to me that I can have homegirl, homeboy at work who I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, how was your weekend? And that scene is like an act of aggression because I'm not asking the entire office. Well, now I have to, you know, maneuver in a way that, like you said, you ain't going to know I don't like you. You just going to know I'll come in, I sit down, I do my work and it's that. Right. And then to close it out and lastly, like, navigating that in the queer space because like I remember like coming into this the queer space because I've said this before and I've said this on you know with you before being gay in the straight world or being queer in the straight world or pansexual or bisexual in the straight world is completely different than being queer pansexual bisexual whatever in the queer in queer spaces it's yeah. completely different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would think that it would be more camaraderie. You, it would be more 
you know, solidarity, but it's not. And it's like, God damn, like sometimes it's easy. I get, I feel like I'm always having these all lives matter. Sometimes I feel like it's easier to navigate in the quote unquote straight world than it is in the queer world. Cause it's like, like, come on, dog. This is not dynasty. Like, nobody is trying to fucking destroy you. Like, it's not that deep. It's not that serious. So we both fucked on the same nigga five years ago. Like, there's no competition. We're not about to be fighting in pools. We're not about to be pulling out <laughs> blowing up the complex. It's not that deep. It's not that serious. We're not no. going to escalate to that. Like, either dat me or move on by. Like, I, I don't have the energy to give that. I don't have the energy to be like, well, why is he looking at me funny? Or this, that. Like, no, I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. I'm just here. Yeah, I get that. For the music and the drinks and who I could potentially be sliding out of here with tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the goal right there. Right. The, I mean, that's the goal. I, I don't have time for the well, my friend Quantavius don't like your friend <laughs> Christopher, and your Christopher don't like Key Anthony and all that type of I ain't got time for it. Yeah. I don't care. None yeah. of y'all niggas are important. Listen, and I and think that's... that's I think people give themselves too much. Like mm-hmm. I always say, people think I'm joking. When I say this, I ain't nobody. I a hundred percent mean it. I ain't nobody. You ain't nobody. Like mm-hmm. let the egos go. Like you may have built yourself up in your own head, but I don't know what to tell you because I don't care. You ain't again, <laughs> you ain't nobody. Bye. <laughs> I don't know with that bullshit. Bruh. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I feel you. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It is. It's. It's a little concerning when that has been the norm. And there's exceptions to every rule. I want nobody being like, "Well, there's the gay people." You be yeah, sure? Okay, sis. We understand that. It's. It. That's how it is across the board. Right. But when when you get these uh, social media posts every other day, which is like, "Oh, well, I can't have no gay friends," and it's the other thing you also see. <laughs> You also see this mean girl behavior that has Right, been... that's why you can't have no friends because you're a fucking bitch, Christopher. Oh. That's why you can't have no friends. That's why nobody fucks with you because you're a bitch. Look, little Miss Regina a George. Bitch. Nobody wanna yeah. deal with that shit. That's why you're no. single. That's why you ain't got no friends. That's why your mm-hmm. food stamp gets stolen every month because you're a fucking bitch. What's the fuck? <laughs> I just Yo. shut up the lay though. But no, <laughs> that nigga, he, yeah. I, but no, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I just, I think that it is a, I think every community does have their toxic culture, but speaking specifically about queer culture, there is a tendency to have these behaviors and have these behaviors be at the Everything forefront. Everything is a fucking rivalry. It's not. I don't even know you. Look, I don't care. I, I'm minding my business. And sometimes oh, it's I'm gonna one up him. Shit. I'm gonna make sure he knows that I run the girls. Bitch, run your ass to the store. What man. is that? Um, bad yeah. girl, the Natalie Nunn, when she was like, I run, I'm the queen of, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the same. No, Natalie Nunn, you don't run LA. Charlize <laughs> Theron runs LA more than you do, bitch. <laughs> With that lion witch and wardrobe, goddamn. Okay, boom. But How yeah. about that? It's unfortunate, but you know, I mean, it's all you straights. This is a peek into, you know, it's it's a it's a lot of fuck shit over on this side too. So yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> we can find solidarity in that. But, it's a lot of it's yeah. a lot of dirty racket over here, just like it is in y'all world. You know, look, it's it's wild, but no, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think, um, you know, it's time for a change. I don't know when that change is gonna come. I don't know how it's gonna come, but it need to come. We know that it need to come. Listen. Yeah, man. But I think uh, I think this is a sweet spot to leave them. So, Mr. Coleman, let the listeners know where they can find you, all that good stuff. Plug your socials, plug your projects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hit me up on that Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Same thing Blurred. on TikTok, Carefree Blurred. I'm on there talking shit, live tweeting, posting my little videos and whatnot. And uh, you can catch me every Tuesday at 
8 Central, 9 Eastern for a little radio show called Late Night Rain. Be talking shit, confessions, 90s vibes and whatnot. Chill with me for an hour. And um, shit, YouTube, Carefree Black Nerd. Hit me up on every social media app you have. Search Carefree Black Nerd or Carefree Blurred and follow me. Follow me, Nico. That's what's up. You can find me everywhere at the John Effect, with the exception of Twitter. Winter, <laughs> nod, nod. That is the John Effect X. Um, so it has been a blast, you guys. Yes. Of course, you know the vibes. You know what time it is. Uh, Mr. Ryan Coleman, take us out with something nigger-tastic. Nigger-tastic. Um... <laughs> One little nigga, two little, three little, four little nigga, five little, six little, seven little nigga. Niggas gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, we will see you guys later. Bye, Bruh. guys. <laughs>